President Biden made a historic visit to Kyiv on Monday in a show of support to Ukraine on the one year anniversary of Putin's unlawful invasion. And it also falls on President's Day. The trip marks the first time a United States president has visited Ukraine since 2008 and the first time a sitting American president has entered a war zone with no active United States military present. This visit and its symbolism made a major statement regarding the strength of America, our support of our allies, and how weak Vladimir Putin and his puppets are, both here and in Russia, which is why MAGA Republicans reacted in the way we have sadly come to expect from this cult of treasonous traitors. Yes, MAGA Republican leader Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's who she is. She is a MAGA Republican leader. She led Putin's propaganda campaign on the home front here in the United States, calling for secession by red states, calling President Biden a fool while he was in a war zone and on President's Day and demanding President Biden be impeached, which was then echoed by all of the MAGA trolls who are masquerading as political leaders right now in our country. As President Biden made one of the most impactful foreign policy trips in all of American history, Donald Trump was posting at 1 a.m. on his social media platform that he would never call Ron DeSantis a meatball, and that's very important that he would never call him a meatball, <laughs> but but that Ron DeSantis is a rhino, and so is Paul Ryan is a rhino, and Fox is very disappointed in all of this. That's what, yes, Donald Trump is talking about. Donald Trump also stepped out at Mar-a-Lago today to greet some of his cult followers and had more armed security than Biden did in Ukraine. This, the, those two images are so striking. And speaking of Fox, the Fox files were released in a 100-page-plus filing by Dominion's attorneys in Dominion's $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox that was this filing was partially unsealed and that trial set to take place in April. So we can all now read for ourselves the text messages, emails, and under oath deposition transcript portions of Fox executives all the way up to Rupert Murdoch and the top hosts of Fox. Like message after message showing that these top executives and Fox hosts like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingraham called Trump's election conspiracies and his supporters completely false and fucking lunatics and crazy. That's what they actually called these people. But they said, look, we got to make sure to platform and promote these lies because we don't want to lose our ratings to Newsmax. Our stock price is too important to us. Screw democracy, right? The reason is the ultimate treason. So how does MAGA Republican Kevin McCarthy, the weakest speaker of the House in American history, respond to the Fox files? Well, today, MAGA extremist and insurrectionist herself, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump Jr. announced that Kevin McCarthy has now handed over 
41,000 hours of video footage from inside the Capitol building from January 6th, exclusively to Tucker Carlson and Tucker Carlson's producers and to no one else, not to the public, to traitor Tucker Carlson. I mean, we're talking about treason in plain sight. The United States Capitol Police and the Department of Justice specifically requested that all footage not be released since it would reveal the strategic locations in the Capitol, like safe rooms and security cameras that if in the hands of the wrong people, future insurrectionists could use to plot their coup. That is why, however, the MAGA Republican insurrectionist in Congress had it turned over directly to Tucker Carlson, one of Putin's puppets, because they are all still engaging in this insurrection and they're aiding and abetting Vladimir Putin's work here in the United States. Speaking of which, let's turn to Michigan where the Michigan GOP has been utterly destroyed by MAGA. It's embarrassing. And it's kind of scary. It is financially ruined. They can't pay staff. They, they have no paid staff um, because they spent all their money on like trips to Mar-a-Lago and Trump hotels. I'm not making that up. And this weekend, they elected Christina Kamara, an election denier conspiracy theorist who is so far down the QAnon rabbit hole it's hard to believe the stuff we're going to talk about is real. You're going to be like, no, no, no. Demonic sex and eating baby flesh. Like, what are you talking about? I'm going to show you. These are statements that she makes and continues to make. And this is who the MAGA Republican Party put in charge of the Michigan GOP. This is who they are. And Donald Trump responds, congratulations, Christina Kamara, to the powerful and fearless election denier that you are. He calls her a powerful and fearless election denier. This and more here on the Midas Touch podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy. I mean, the introduction... Woo are basically they may need their own podcast just ben's introductions i I think ben's intros would be a good podcast it's a great breakdown but stick around because we're going to dig in with a lot more detail on all of those subjects but holy crap you know first before we get into the chaos of maga of just all the destruction just all the chaos i just want to say and remind everybody and make sure everybody understands how historic today was for the united states of america for democracy here and around the globe. President Biden today, when I woke up and saw that he was in Kiev, my heart stopped. I was like, that is absolutely incredible. I, I've been hoping that he would be able to make a trip and learning about at least what we know as of now, how he actually got there, how he actually got to Kiev, him being there in the middle of this war zone like no president has ever been. It's just such a display of true patriotism and everything that America stands for. And of course, the reaction was completely to be expected. They just cannot control themselves in the MAGAverse, as, as Jordy so eloquently puts it. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, just a historic moment. It's one of those days that should make all of us proud to be an American, whether you identify as a Democrat, a Republican, an Independent, 
it should, if you are pro-democracy, if you really love this country, you should view today as a positive day, as a historic day, as an incredible day for this country and for democracy. And I cannot be prouder today to witness these images out of Kiev. Jordy, looking good today. How are you, man? Yeah, great. Thanks. I'm doing, great. I'm doing really good. Three things right off the bat. One, I joined the chat today a little bit early, so I got the chat with all the Midas okay, Mighty okay. about 15 minutes before. I'm going to start doing that more often. It was a lot of fun. We're going to we're going to we're going to keep that up. Number 2, Ben, again, on that intro, bars, man. I think you said there uh, <laughs> the reason is the ultimate treason at one point. I thought you were just going to go full Muhammad Ali and just start rhyming things left and right. That was beautiful. And Brett, three, Biden. You know what the streets have been calling him? Big Balls Biden. That's what, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard, man. The dude for the little lunatic. I love it. What, 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 wow. Wow. I got to say, honestly, just watching Biden <laughs> on a daily basis, like watching just seeing his schedules, seeing the travel he does, seeing all the things that he has to do. Being president is a really hard, tiring job. Like it's not, not everybody is cut out for this gig. Like when I learn that I have to like go out to lunch with somebody, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, like oh, I got to leave the house. Ugh. And Biden's like going to Poland, taking 10 hour train rides to Kiev, meeting with uh, Zelensky, flying back to big Warsaw. Ball, big balls, <laughs> As Jordy, I, Jordy says it, man. That's, I, big balls. I can't, not going to refute it, but no, it's, uh, it's speaking of which big balls, Biden took a 10 hour <laughs> Brett, to your point though. Dash I mean, jam. think about, think about this trip. He took a 10 hour train ride from Poland to Kiev as U S fighter jets circle the Poland Ukrainian border, right? So that's the first time you get a president enter a war zone with no active U S military presence. Like he could have visited other locations inside Ukraine that would have been easier to get to, but he wanted to make this symbolic and very important visit to Kiev. Um, and Russia knew that Biden was coming. So what they did is they launched a fighter jet so that they could set off the air raid alarms as Biden would visit mm -hmm. Kiev so that mostly all people would say, Biden, don't go there. They have jets overhead. And they did. So not only was he in a war zone with no United States military present at the time, but Russia had sent their own fighter pilots over Ukraine Biden didn't know whether or not there was going to be an attack or not, but Biden was like, I don't give a crap. I am big balls. Biden <laughs> is what the streets, the streets are calling me big balls, name? Biden. And so let's, <laughs> so, so let's play this video because it backfired on Putin. It showed how weak Putin looked as you see the air sirens going off and Biden in his aviator glasses standing next to Zelensky looking like a uh, big ball big balls biden big balls present <laughs> <laughs> That's the wall of remembrance right there behind wow. him where uh, individuals who lost their lives courageously fighting for Ukraine um, are remembered on that wall. That was the first place uh, that they went to. And Biden's speech there um, was incredible. I mean, he talked about how one year ago the world was literally at the time bracing for the fall of Kiev. But here we are. Let's play this video. One year ago, 
The world was literally at the time bracing for the fall of Kiev. Seems like a lot longer ago than a year, but think back to that year. Perhaps even the end of Ukraine. You know, one year later, Kiev stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stands with you and the world stands with you. Here, President Biden talks about how Putin's war of conquest is failing. Play the video. We mourn alongside the families of those who've been lost to the brutal and unjust war. We know that there'll be very difficult days and weeks and years ahead. But Russia's aim was to wipe Ukraine off the map. Putin's war of conquest is failing. Russia's military has lost half its territory it once occupied. Young, talented Russians are fleeing by the tens of thousands, not wanting to come back to Russia. Not, not just fleeing from the military, fleeing from Russia itself. Because they see no future in their country. Russia's economy is now a backwater, isolated and struggling. Putin thought Ukraine was weak and the West was divided. As you know, Mr. President, I said to you in the beginning, he's counting on us not sticking together. He was counting on the inability to keep NATO united. He was counting on us not to be able to bring in others on the side of Ukraine. He thought he could outlast us. I don't think he's thinking that right now. God knows what he's thinking, but I don't think he's thinking that. But he's just been plain wrong. I want you to think about that. I mean, President Biden out there just calling out Putin, basically calling him an idiot, calling him out as the enemy. What'd you say? If, Bi if Biden's the BBB, as we uh, have discussed on this show, Putin's the PAB, just like Trump. And so I'm just going to put it there. And the audience knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, got to get the we got to get the show back on its rails. Uh, President President Biden also talking about how uh, the Ukrainian war um, of freedom, uh, stopping the unlawful invasion of Russia, is worth fighting for as long as it takes. Here, play this clip. It's worth fighting for for as long as it takes, and that's how long we're going to be with you, Mr. President, for as long as it takes. We'll do it. The White House announced a new $460 million weapons package for Ukraine. And according to President Biden, additional announcements of support will be expected soon. Um, let's also show this other image, though, of Biden and Zelensky in front of the St. Michael's Golden Domed Cathedral. What a powerful wow. image right there of, str of strength. I mean, Brett, did you say what, what, what did we put out on Twitter that that looks like the album cover? of like a like a rap album or like a, yeah no it looks like the world's dopest mixtape album cover on, on the planet what we got to come up with a cool name for it like i don't know what the name would be maybe it's just bbb and and Zelensk or something love it uh but but you know we'll we'll workshop that but no <laughs> i mean I, I, it really is though just like such a badass display 
I mean, it's a hugely symbolic display, but it also has real world effects on the entire region and honestly on the entire world. I mean, you know that President Xi in China is watching this and they're like, oh, okay, America right now, the United States, they will steadfastly support democracy everywhere. And they are putting their bodies on the line to do so. You even have President Biden going to Kiev himself. Maybe we shouldn't mess around with Taiwan. Maybe. You probably have mm -hmm. North Korea mm -hmm. going, mm -hmm. oh, these people are, the United States for real now, for real, for real. And I think also, you know, President Biden didn't say it in that speech, but he was going on, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin was counting on this, counting on that. I think he was counting on that Trump would be president as well. I think he was counting on having a weak sure. leader in the United States who would have just handed him Ukraine, who would have just said, you want it? Take it. How can we negotiate? Let's negotiate it away. What's in it for me? But instead, he got President Biden, who has been a fierce supporter of Ukraine for a while, a fierce uh, opponent of Putin for a while. And I think that's really important that you have somebody there who, who has really taken on Putin and who has for many, many, many years. No, absolutely. And Brett, just to build on that, um, you bring up an excellent point, because I think the Putins of the world, they did think for whatever reason, the Biden administration was going to be weak for whatever reason. I think that reason is just like some of these MAGA Republicans believing their own propaganda. Yeah. These Russian outlets started to believe their own propaganda that That's Trump, true. that Trump was a strong man, that the Republican Party was the majority of this country, that people would have looked down upon this Democratic establishment and, and just this true pro-democracy force. But then when push comes to shove, it's like, no, nah, we're not messing around. We're here to stay. Biden said bet, and he showed up to Kiev. I mean, that sends a message to the entire world. He, he, that's what he said. He said bet. He, he said, said bet. bet. That's what he the said, kids are saying. Bet, <laughs> big balls, Biden rolling through, <laughs> bet. All, all I'm saying is I'm starting Biden off the show Biden rolls right into now. Ukraine and goes Vladimir Putin, bet. You know, this is, or the, this or is why we winning. are the highest rated pro-democracy podcast in the world. Yeah, that's Biden, that's Biden, Biden's like, we bussin' or what? Are we, are we, bussin right are we bussin'? Do I need to make a TikTok video right now? You know? Boom. <laughs> ben, is, ben, just, ben just hit a sweet TikTok move right now I for just, the listeners. It was, totally, it, was, yeah. it was truly incredible. I mean, think about it. When Donald Trump would do surprise trips, mm -hmm. Donald Trump would do surprise trips to meet dictators like Kim Jong-un. Wow. That's who Donald Trump made surprise trips to visit. Okay, but look at the image there, Brett, to that point. Like Kim Jong, like of those two, Kim Jong-un is like bet, bet, not yeah, Donald Kim Trump. Kim is, is, yeah, no, for sure. He, Kim Jong-un thought he was busting here because he got the president of the United, United States, States out to North Korea for what? To uplift him, to make him look <laughs> oh, like a world leader. I mean, it's so, so, so shameful. Just no preconditions. Just go just for Donald Trump's ego. It's really, truly, truly sickening uh, to think about. And Donald Trump, who was too afraid to even go to the uh, to to go to the grave sites of our veterans because it was raining and it might wet his hair. Oh, and then you have President Biden actually going to an active war zone where you don't fully know what's going on. I mean, it's not a completely controlled situation like these situations usually are. Of course, he has the security with him. Of course, they put certain protocols in space. But once you enter that zone. You really don't know what to expect. You really don't know what to prepare for. And it is a massive risk. And it does show that you really mean the things you say. It really mm -hmm. does show it. I mean, it's very, very, very important. 
as John Harwood said, symbols matter. Kennedy or Reagan at the Berlin Wall, Churchill with a cigar, and here Biden with the green green clad Zelensky. Simply by taking the hazardous trip to Kiev, Biden made a strategic move of cardinal importance. And I think Harwood was actually quoting an article from the Atlantic there. Um, but I agree with that. The symbolism of this event is something that's also going to be remembered. And the visual contrast between an American president with his signature aviator sunglasses walking in sunny downtown Kiev. Brett, my memory is not that great. Yeah, Sunny downtown Kiev <laughs> with the pugnacious and eloquent president of Ukraine and a Russian president who has yet to visit the war zone is also striking. Just keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. For a leader obsessed with strength like Putin, this is a blow. His own people will quietly or openly ask, why could we not prevent this? And the answer unstated will have to be because we were afraid. How, how greatly worded is that from the Atlantic? But of course, the response today from the MAGA Republicans and from the MAGA Republican trolls online, I mean, you know, it's interesting the kind of litmus tests that occur, like when Biden does mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. and basically says, like, you know, we need to stop fascism. All the fascists that's come out and go, stop being so mean to me. Stop being mean to me, you know, during that speech. And it was like, OK, well, I guess you think you're a fascist, you you know. But when Biden does that something else that, that offended you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Insurrectionists are bad they are not political prisoners they attacked our capital on january 6th and then you get all of the uh, uh maga insurrectionists all these maga republican leaders in the house of representatives basically saying oh biden biden's attacking half of the country he's attacking us wow okay first off you're like 23 percent of the country now or 25 percent of the country and number one no that's 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 not like divisive rhetoric we should all be for democracy we should all look at things kind of there's kind of like just some objective things like we should be putin bad why bad because he wants to destroy us why does he why do we know that because that's what he says and that's what he does that he wants to destroy us putin bad insurrections bad election denialism bad global pandemics bad yet for maga insurrectionist the, the new republican party of 2023 they're all they're all for all of those things they're like they're like covid where's it at where's it at let me sniff it let me smell it oh right like let me sniff it let me smell it. ben let me just uh, first off say that was the woke that 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 was the wokest that, that was so woke that ran so I mean, being anti-insurrection wanting to that dude that is so first off so woke so disgustingly woke but i also want to drop this so <laughs> I, I, I it's so stupid everything is so stupid um so here's here, here's the thing I, i'll call this for now for lack of a better term like the the maga law of outrage or the law of maga outrage and it's a simple equation and if you think about it it, it, it works out basically every time so there's a direct correlation between how well President Biden is doing and how much Republicans freak out. And when President Biden does something great, the MAGA outrage machine turns up to 11. 
to uh-huh. quote Spinal Tap. Like when you see, and they're always crazy. They're always crazy because Biden's generally doing a good job. But you see them go extra nuts. Like today, I've never seen anything like today. Like, I mean, I have with these people, but you know what I'm saying? Like today, they were extra, extra, secession. extra insane. Yes, secession, civil war. Like they just, like, like I, woke, I woke up to this and I was like, I'm going to sit back to sleep. I can't deal with this. <laughs> you gotta be You gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. But it's, but it's true. Like the, the, the stronger of a show that President Biden has for democracy, for true American values, for actual patriotism, for not show patriotism, the more crazy, the more outrage that they get, or at least the phony outrage that they get because they need to distract. And like with the State of the Union, that was one of these moments as well, right? State of the Union. Biden knocked it out of the park. Absolutely crushed it. Great speech. Got Republicans to agree not to cut Social Security, which the next day they were then going on TV and saying they wanted to cut Social Security. So what did they do? They shouted. They screamed. They went absolutely nuts. They tried to create a diversion because they know when Americans are happy and when Americans feel good about things, guess what? They're going to want to continue down the path with President Biden. And so they have to make him feel like crap. They have to make him feel like absolute garbage so that you say, oh, yeah, you feel bad, right? You feel miserable. Well, maybe try out the Republicans without saying, oh, yeah, because we are make you feel miserable. We are causing this trauma in this country and we are beating you down and we are manipulating you day in and day out to try to get your vote. That is really what's happening behind the scenes. So every time you see the MAG outrage, you just think, OK, what did President Biden do? That's the that's amazing. What, what, did, what did Democrats do? They pass healthcare or something today? Like some, something's going on, something's going on that, that is causing them to be this crazy. And exactly. Not just and, and, and no, exactly. And to Ben's favorite phrase on the show, their stupidity is cyclical, Brett. I think we all just need to start <laughs> buying into that line there because what you just described is exactly what I mean by that, that sentiment is in 2016, 2017, 2018, when they would do this fake outrage machine, that would work. Like people would get confused by that. But now we're at to this point where we know their playbook. We know when they're going to be outraged. We know what they're going to be fake outraged about. We know what culture wars they're going to start to invoke, whether it be with the M&Ms or the Sims or this and that. As long as we continue to put our head downs and do the work for the American people, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Okay, Jordy, you're too young for this, but people of my generation will remember Nintendo and the game was Mike Tyson boxing. And so when you did Mike, when you classic, so when you you did Mike Tyson boxing, the opponent that, so the way it would work is all you would see is like your gloves. You wouldn't even know, but you'd be like fighting all of these people. Like but first person. All, all of the people you would fight though would have like some weird, like glaring vulnerability that you had to find. Like they would basically like all of a sudden after like four punches, they would like leave their face. So you'd have to like block, 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 block. And then you would have to go for a punch <laughs> or like, or like their weakness was like their belly. So you had to expose what their weakness <laughs> So you had to expose what their weakness is. And the MAGA Republicans are such a bunch of traitors, but also such a bunch of idiots that they're so exposed in terms of what their weakness is. And in the past, the large media networks would like see that would see it and they would see all the treasonous traitor stuff. And rather than just be like, hey, you've got this glaring issue, they'd be like, oh, they're conservative. Oh, they're, <laughs> look, oh, look at what this conservative is doing. And it's like, what are you conserve? What are they conserving? You're literally calling for secession. Uh, you are not conservative. You are not fiscally conservative because you destroy the economy. That's not fiscal conservatism. And then finally, media networks like ours have come along and we're not even political. And we are just like, 
hello, hello, do, does everybody see this? Like, like bet, bet, as Jordy says, bet, <laughs> they're traitors. Like, no, that's a fascist. That they're just doing Putin. Like, are we, you know, and that's why, Brett, <laughs> we started this. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, this going in all sorts way, this, of directions. It's this, this, this is how nicknames stick around in the Mycelis family. You say something once, the brothers will forever say bet in context of me saying things from now bet. on. This, big, big bet, Jordy. Big cyclical big, bet, right. Jordy. We Everybody also got uh, Mike Mike Tyson punch out was the name of the game for for those wondering and eating a blast from the past. Uh, a lot of people commenting, it's punch out, it's punch out, it's punch out. You know what? Part of me tries to like think like. And he might be like, obviously, this isn't the main reason why Biden does any of these things. But like, do you think that President Biden, at, he got he has to know he's baiting these people, right? Like like how Hillary Clinton said when she was running, like you could bait Donald Trump with a tweet and that's dangerous. President Biden's got to know on some level that when he speaks out in support of democracy, that he is baiting the MAGAs to then come out against democracy or come out in support of Putin or whatever it is, because it's only natural because Jordy, it's cyclical. So you have yeah. President Biden do that. He gets the reaction, that phony outrage from people like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Paul Goldstar or Charlie Kirk or Matt Gates. Meanwhile, you have 70 plus percent of the country who agrees with Biden, who supports democracy, who actually yes. supports these American values. And he highlights the absolute craziness of that 25 to 30 percent in America who comes out and exposes themselves every single time. It's really easy to bait these people. And part of me is like, I think he's also doing that in addition to obviously the larger efforts that are out there. These people get baited pretty easily. Yeah, it's and funny what triggers them too. And you know, they, their whole thing is like, oh, oh, oh you look at the lib. Is is the lib being triggered? Look at the look at the lib. And it's like, I'm not being triggered. I mean, when you invade the United States Capitol building, <laughs> I'm like, don't do that. Okay. Like that's a <laughs> violation of the law. It's not like you're triggering me. It's like y'all led an insurrection. And when you call for secession, it's not like oh man, I'm just so woke that I'm like anti-success, anti-secession. Like I, I believe our union is, is something that should be kept together. Like I believe like when you take an oath to uphold the constitution, and this is such a woke concept by me that like your oath to preserve and protect and defend the constitution means something. But Brett, but talking about them being triggered, like let's just look at like, this is President Biden. Biden does this. Is what he says. He goes, President Zelensky tweets this. President Zelensky and all Ukrainians remind the world every day what courage is. They remind us that freedom is priceless and worth fighting for, for as long as it takes, right? Pretty uh, just normal statement. Like that's what we want presidents to say. So in response to that, Marjorie Taylor Greene goes, impeach Biden, impeach Biden, or, or give us a national divorce. We don't pay taxes to fund foreign countries' wars who aren't even NATO allies. We aren't sending our sons or daughters to dies for foreign borders and foreign democracy. America's broke. Criminal cartels reign. And you're a fool. And, you, and Biden's like, we need to support uh, our allies abroad. And that's and that's the statement that you have. I mean, just setting aside that everything that she says is like a lie and it's all projection, right? The Republican Party is broke. The Republican Party is criminal cartels. Um, mm -hmm. That's who they are. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, you're the biggest traitor fool in the world. But she wasn't just like done there. Like she repeatedly, like all day, we're not going to post all of these. All she did is like back to back to back to back statements. Like, okay, it's like, okay, you nut. Like, what are you doing? Like, like that's why <laughs> we need a national divorce. 
We need a national divorce, she says. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this, maybe because you have a small circle of traitorous friends. Maybe that's why. From <laughs> the thick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous America last policies. We woke. are done. We are woke. done. Woke. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All I'm trying to do, all I'm trying to do is like we Clip want better job. We want better jobs here, higher paying jobs for Americans. We want to bring infrastructure here and pass infrastructure bills. We want to lower the cost of health care. We want to lower the cost of prescription drug prices. We want to make sure women have control over their bodies away from these sicko MAGA Republicans who want to like. You know what, I, you, know what I, you know what I have to say about that? Woke. Stop the woke. We need to stop the woke. Pronouns. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. The Dr. Seuss on the end. The Dr. Seuss on the end is is really the cherry on top. And and Brett, to your point about what you were saying that, okay, I don't think Biden is doing it because of this reason. But if you look at his state of the union and how masterfully he played that moment and put the Republicans just on blast, they, they put themselves on blast. They made themselves look like ass in front of the entire country all he does is just continue to you know show look like ass is that what he said can you just relax let me just say my (laughs) let me just say my my statements i prepared for tonight's show you You prepared that one that was the line they made themselves look like ass i literally have it typed up right here i'll take a screenshot of it (laughs) i love that those are your notes now I'm all I'm all messed up in the no, head. No, no, you're doing now. You made him look like ass. So if you you're, ta- up, you're, it, you're up to ass, you if you take ass. that principle uh, of just the these MAGA Republicans self imploding on themselves, they'll just continue to do it over and over and over again. And what we've seen, and I'll draw back from the midterms again, there was no red wave because these MAGA Republicans continue to just cry about the weirdest things. And ultimately, the voters at the polls know that this woke not like how sick is just the average American of hearing a Ron DeSantis or a Marjorie Taylor Greene going up in front of a crowd and saying woke this and woke that. No, motherfucker. I want to know if my Social Security is going to be there tomorrow. I want to know if I'm going to have health care. Was, ma- was motherfucker in the script as well? That was an ad lib. That was okay, an that was good. Good. good ad-lib. Thank I, you. I mean, I, I also want to emphasize first off, like Marge realizes that she lives in a blue state now. Yes. Like, like Georgia has gone blue in the last four statewide federal elections. Like, where's Marjorie going to move to? Where are you going to move to, Marge? Because you live in blue Georgia now. I, I hate to she's break gonna it to, to you. She's going to move to Russia, Brett. She's going to move to Russia. They all should move to her. Honestly, they should move to Russia. Yep. It's your it's your authoritarian, woke-free, wet dream. Go to Russia. Go oh, live with Putin. Oh, go live. Oh, I'm trying to one-up Jordy now. It's just going to be damn. a game of oh. one-upping each other. Go to Russia. Go to your authoritarian, woke-free safe haven, your woke-free safe space. How about that? Go to Russia. Go live your life. Enjoy it. Enjoy autocracy because honestly, we don't need you here, but you as a representative in the United States government, as somebody who swore to uphold the Constitution and defend and support the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic, you made that oath. You made that oath, Marjorie Taylor Greene. So you advocating for secession is directly breaking that oath. 
Will there be consequences for it? No, because Kevin McCarthy is a coward who put this crazy person on the Homeland Security Committee. That's right. The person advocating for secession, I just want to make this clear, the person advocating for secession in the Republican Party is on the Homeland Security Committee, has very important roles in our government because here's of the thing, Kevin but remember when the when the military gave a report, a confidential report on the uh, Chinese spy balloons and the steps that America has taken in the Biden administration versus the fact that Donald Trump didn't even have the capabilities to identify Chinese spy balloons. Because of her position on the Homeland Security Committee, she gets to go into these top secret briefings with our top military leaders. And when she's there, everybody who reported, we talked about this on the last Midas Touch podcast, she was just screaming at the military leaders and calling them liars and then cursing at them. And then she took to Twitter and and bragged about how she cursed them out and screamed at them and said all of these things to our military. And that's also like, I don't know if you know this, Jordy, too, though, but for the MAGA Republicans, the Department of Defense, very, 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 a very woke entity. Uh, so, the FBI, uh, FBI, very, very wokeified to the MAGA Republicans right now. I mean, that's how the Capitol Police, very, very, very woke. Anyone when who you look at all, honestly, Ben, when you look at all their moves, and I truly hate to say this because I do not like that yeah. this is what our politics have become. I really don't. I like. I would like to get along with the the Republicans of power. I, w- I, w- I honestly, I would. I would like to get things done for people. But it's hard not to look at the actions of these Republicans today these MAGA Republicans and not think that they're just doing everything in their power to try to destroy this country. Like as if you look at it through the prism of, yep. oh, they hate America and they want to destroy sense. America. Yep. Everything makes sense. Everything so they logical. do makes sense. And we will go like, through this episode. I like to think of like themes as we're going through the episodes, yeah. through the episode, as we go from Ukraine, as we talk about giving these January 6th tapes to Tucker Carlson and Fox News as we speak about the Fox files being released in the Dominion $1.6 billion case. The common thread that you are going to see is a hatred of America and a desire to completely obliterate everything it stands for. They may like the iconography. They may like eagles. They may like posing in front of the flag. They may like all that stuff. But they don't like what it stands for. They don't like freedom. They don't like liberty. They don't like people actually doing what they want to do. They don't like conservatism. They're not conservatism. These are neo-fascists, and they should be designed. They should be defined as such as a neo-fascist movement that is hell bent on fundamentally changing America and making it an autocratic state. Once you view it through that prism, everything makes everything makes perfect. And, and here's sense. the thing, Brett. So you know the expression like they are the arsonists and then they want to put out the fire, right? But but no, they don't want to put out the fire. What they actually do is they are the arsonists All right. and then they are the arsonists of the fire department. So they try to destroy the fire departments and then they are the arsonists who then try to disable your ability to even call for help. And then they're the arsonists who then, so it's multiple and then levels. They, and then they blame, then they blame the people who are trying to help. They go, you did this. You did yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so why their didn't whole you stop this, too. Joe Biden? <laughs> this is what they their, do. Their, their whole, one of their whole talking points too with Ukraine that they all repeated. And it's like, I could show you eight other messages of Marjorie Taylor Greene that said the other stuff that we showed you. But like one of their other talking points today, this is Gosar. Um, and remember, Gosar made an animated video of himself killing uh, AOC. 
Um, and that's why he was removed from his leg. That's what he did in the last congressional term. He made an anime of himself with a samurai sword, killing AOC with the samurai sword, and then and then tweeted out that video. Like they're, they're ma- these are maniacs. Like these are these are sick, disgusting yes. maniac people. It's honestly it's why I'm tired of people treating them with kid gloves. It's why I'm tired of yeah. like news coverage being like, okay, well here's the Democratic perspective. Let's see the Republican perspective. Oh well, Republicans say that they sides. yeah, just you know they're extremists on both well, sides. So what are you gonna right. like? It's really it's not where we are as a country it's not where we are and you could pick you could find the most extreme voices on the left or whatever you want to do sure okay pull out random people who, who fit That's your their belief move. in that and yeah. but you're not going to find anybody who actually has any sort of power in the democratic party when the leaders of the republican party are these dangerous crazy people and it's because the republican party is so weak that they've allowed them to completely co-opt the party. I just want to say, I just this is breaking news on the wire right now, folks. Wow. I just received a screenshot of Jordy's outline for today's show, and he did, in fact, uh, have this on his outline. <laughs> there you go. And it says Republicans make themselves look like ass was actually the outline, and he noted, emphasize ass. So, yeah, I like that it was. I really I like wanted that it was to stick pre-meted. the landing there, and I think I, I did. Like that. Uh, I like that it was premeditated. So there, so there but, 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 but Brett, to your point, there are two things. One, they pick like when like when the libs of TikTok or whatever they call yes. it, they'll find somebody who's like some random college student who I don't even know if they're a Democrat. I don't know if they're liberal. I don't even know who they are. And no one knows who they are. And they'll find a video footage. They'll go, look at what the leftists are doing. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who is this person. Like <laughs> this person's not reflective of anything that, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the leader of the of their party. You know, Donald Literally. Trump w- is the leader of their party. You know, they elect people like Kamara, who we're going to show you in a bit. That's the le- these are the leaders who run their party, the ones who are in power to make uh, decisions. And we're going to go through this on this uh, episode. But one one last point though that I want to make, and this is the point that 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 the MAGA Republicans yeah. um, have made today as well. You know, and and they the point that they make is. Biden's in Ukraine and he's not in East Palestine, Ohio, Um, even though immediately Biden called Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, and said, what can we do? Whatever you have, we'll give you we'll give you complete resources in Palestine. We'll give you complete resources. Anything that you want, it is yours. And Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, didn't pick up the phone and said, I don't I don't need anything right now. So he says, I don't need anything. And then they blame Biden. They're like, you're not giving the resources. And Biden's like, I'll give you all of the resources. What are you talking about? And they're like, well, he's not in Palestine, Ohio right now. Why isn't he there? Why isn't he there? So that's one of their things that they've all. And then, and then they blame it on uh, Pete Buttigieg. And they're like, and and they make it like an anti-gay thing, too, that like because Pete Buttigieg was on paternity leave, that therefore this somehow relates to them not being not able to paternity be, leave now that he once took paternity once leave that he once did but that you know they, they have to figure out a way to be discriminatory about it as well and it's like what are you talking about we passed an infrastructure bill to try to address these exact precise problems that's being implemented 
the very essence of what was created in Palestine, Ohio, in the first place was because Trump rolled back the regulations on brakes from trains carrying toxic substances that was put in place in the Obama administration. This was precisely what the Republicans, that's why I say they're the arsonists. They removed the regulations that would have stopped this. Then their Republican governor refused to address it and wanted to kind of cover it up. And then they go, look, it's the Democrats. It's the Democrats. It's Pete Buttigieg because he took paternity leave last year. And it's like, no, what are you talking? And the media, the large media networks don't push back on it at all. Yeah, they strip away necessary uh, government regulation. They strip away any sort of safety requirements that there are. They put forward their dangerous policies that they are warned that they are dangerous policies. Something inevitably goes wrong because those policies were in place for a reason. And then they blame the Democrats. They go, this is an example of Democratic leadership. It's like, dude, you have an Ohio has a Republican governor, a Republican controlled Senate, a Republican controlled House. The train derailed in a Republican county. The CEO is a Republican donor. The Republican governor is the guy who blew up the chemicals, which made the air and the water toxic and killed animals and made it an unsafe place to live. The GOP governor refused to declare it a disaster. The GOP governor has gotten lots of money from the CEO of Norfolk Southern, the company behind the incident. So like, listen, you could deflect your problems all you want, but reality exists. There is an objective reality. And I bet we do see President Biden there in the coming days when he's back next week, later this week. Like he will for sure probably go there. But guess what? We are currently providing FEMA aid right now to that area. Unlike Donald Trump, by the way, who when California had wildfires and things like that, what did Donald Trump do? Donald Trump withheld aid. He said, no, you got to rake your forests. Why don't you rake those forests some more if you want some FEMA aid next time? He purposely withheld it at first. You don't see Biden withholding that, whether people voted for him or not. You see Biden in Kentucky. You see him helping in Ohio because that's what he, and and by the way, I'm not even saying, oh, Biden is so amazing for doing that. That's what you're supposed to do as a president. Like like it's the bare minimum of the freaking job. And, and for them to just try to take every situation where there's a problem and try to use it as some sort of attack against Democrats or Bidens or the left or whatever they want to do, it's just disgusting. And it's not actually helping the people, this political posturing. It's not actually helping the people who actually need help out there. It's just a disgrace. You know, when you see countries abroad that suffer under dictatorships, it is, you know, one of the main reasons is because the dictator, one, steals from the people often, and then they keep themselves in power at the expense of at the expense of their citizenry. So when you look at like what's going on in Abbott's Texas, where they can't even keep the lights on, like you can't perform the most threshold basic function of government. You know, when you look at DeSantis's Florida, where like they can't even provide like home insurance to people, you know, and the uh, the the rent there is so incredibly high that it's pricing people out from even living there and that and then they're attacking their businesses. You know, it, it is suffering over there. And then they and then they use the propaganda because some propaganda tactics work. We're the free state, the woke this. They're trying to take away this because they instill that fear in the propaganda. But we cut through that propaganda here on the Midas Touch. Now, we have a lot to talk about on the show. We got to talk about the release of all of these Fox text messages messages and emails in the recent Dominion 
uh, filing. Yes, the Fox files. We got to talk about the new chair of the Michigan Republican Party. Ben, you need to break that down for me because that story is wild. Wild. When you see the videos we're going to play of the things that she says, you know, it 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 somehow makes the things that Marjorie Taylor Greene says like look somewhat tame in comparison. I'm like, I, I didn't believe it was real. I had to be like, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll show you that and more after these messages from Jordy Bet. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are, and not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner and then you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. This has truly become my go-to commuter fit. We're on the move a lot. Whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting, or catching a flight, or an important dinner, the Roan commuter collection has never let me down. The versatility and overall comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to roan.com slash Midas and use code Midas. It's time to find your corner office. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Green Chef. Green Chef has expanded their menu. Now choose from 30 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. This means you can order vegan one day and then keto the next. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. In 2023, help yourself to delicious, convenient recipes that support your healthy lifestyle and taste good too. Eat well without having to sacrifice taste. Also, Green Chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. Green Chef offsets 100% of their carbon footprint as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. My wife and I absolutely love Green Chef because of how easy it is to cook the meals and how delicious each meal is. Our favorite recipe is the Parmesan crusted chicken. It is incredible. 
Go to greenchef.com slash Midas60 and use code Midas60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash Midas60 and use code Midas60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. And now back to the video. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) I really, just so you guys know, I put a lot of work into those ad reads. So it does make me incredibly happy to see everybody in the comments boosting boosting tell me i'm doing a good job thank you if i could also ask you one favor if you go to our incredible sponsors please make sure you guys are using the promo code so for roan it was midas and then for green chef it was midas 60. it just helps them know that we're sending good folks to get great products so thank you the midas mighty bet 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 jay all right let's talk about what's going on with the uh this motion that was filed by dominion in the 1.6 billion dollar defamation lawsuit against um against fox and so this is set to go to trial in april um so it's going to trial soon dominion filed what's called a motion for summary judgment basically asking the judge hey we don't even need to go to trial on liability we think we've got all the evidence here that no jury would find that fox was protected in any way all of the facts here support our defamation and there is no defense that fox has so court just find in our favor and here's why and then they go and they list a lot of these messages and so what the motion does incredibly well is first it shows that fox and its hosts and its execs and all the way up to the top to murdoch recognized early on that everything trump was saying was a lie and that everybody in trump's inner circle was batshit crazy and they used terms like these people are fucking crazy like that's what they said i can curse because that's literally i mean you got hannity saying these people are fucking lunatics these people are crazy these people are absolutely lying sydney powell's lying um it's you know and so they're they, they, all of fox is saying this but then what they recognize though is that we're losing audience And so Tucker, right around November 7th, starts texting like, do the executives understand how much credibility and trust we've lost with our audience? We're playing with fire for real. An alternative like Newsmax could be devastating to us. And then Tucker then talks about later, this is in January 26th of 2021, what Trump's good at is destroying things. He's the undisputed world champion of that. He could easily destroy us if we play it wrong. Um, and so you have this, uh, you know, and then later in the filing, Tucker talks about the stock price of Fox. There is uh, a reporter who does fact checks uh, and says that all of this, all of these lies are false. And then this Fox reporter put out the fact check. Um, and so this is, uh, yeah, so, so let, 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 let's pull this right here. Um, So one of the things that Tucker Carlson told Hannity is to get this Fox reporter, Jackie Heinrich, fired um, because she was fact-checking a tweet by Trump that spread the Dominion conspiracy theories. She correctly fact-checked the tweet, pointing out that top election infrastructure officials say there's no evidence of this. So she was doing her job. But then Tucker and then Hannity um, say, look, please get her fired. Seriously, what the fuck? I'm actually shocked. It needs to stop immediately, like tonight. It's measurably hurting the company. The stock price is, da- is down. 
Not a joke. And then Tucker and Hannity talk about how they then reach out to Suzanne, and Suzanne is the CEO of Fox, and Mead is the head of their political, um, like one of the other top, top, top executives, uh, to basically get rid of her and to shut her down from telling the truth because they want to spread the lies. And then Fox ends up being fine with that. And they promote all of the lies because there was this concerted plan. Like it is actually in writing. We have the text showing what they did, Jordy. And as a lawyer, one, does this Jackie, does she have a suit against Fox after this has come out? Can she now file her own suit is one of my questions. And then one of my other questions for you is how hard is it for a lawyer to find texts like these? Like how much research really goes into all of this, right? You subpoena the phones, you subpoena the text messages, but then they have to go in and actually read through everything that was happening. And people are on their phones 24 seven. So when you're doing a suit like this or in the realm of this, what what type of legwork goes into it? A massive amount and Dominion's work here was like A plus. And so what you'll normally do is you'll uh, subpoena the phones, you'll give the phones to a forensic imaging expert they will then download all of the messages. Um, You'll usually agree to time periods. So the good thing that Dominion had though is that they don't need text messages from um, 2019. Right. So they probably mm-hmm. set a time frame from X days leading up to the election through X days in 2021. So you're probably talking about a 180 day, maybe a little longer time period that they set the dates for. Still, you'll get a lot of text messages. Um, and then one of the things that you'll also do, though, is you then have your custodians who in the world of uh, electronically stored information or ESI refers to people like control the phone. So a custodian would be Tucker, a custodian would be Hannity, a custodian would be Ingram. And then one of the things you can do to try to narrow it down is use search terms. And so anytime they use the word election or fraud or you could set search terms, which to kind of further narrow it down. But undoubtedly what Dominion had though was they probably had a team of like 10 to 15 associates, as well as they probably hired uh, consultants who just do electronic discovery review, go through every message every day. And this is one of the things that law firms charge a lot of money for because they'll be billing out their young associates, their first, second year associates, um, you know, $400 an hour. And all they do as a young associate, so you graduate from a top law school, you work at one of these firms, <laughs> wow. you spend your whole day going through emails and text messages and preparing reports to the mid-level associates who do it to the junior partners, who do it to the partners. And you see, that's the whole process that exists there. In elect- There's a whole industry of electronically stored information and how you run search terms against it and how you do electronic discovery. So that's a great question. Does um, Jackie Heinrich, does she have a lawsuit against um, Fox? Potentially, I, I don't know the circumstances of, of 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 it. I think she's left. She's since left, and she works at another network now. She probably has an arbitration provision in her agreement that would force that to be um, arbitrated. If I had to bet, she probably has already taken a severance and not an insignificant severance. So I bet you they probably paid her three to four times her annual salary to kind of silence her. Even if they silence her, 
She still would have to testify if she's subpoenaed, but she can't voluntarily go out there and tell her story mm, about what took place. So that's my overall analysis to those two very good questions, Jake. Great, very good questions. Great. And I think I, I really recommend everybody um, a re read the report because the report is incredibly damning and eye opening and and honestly like a, a page turner. It, it, oh it really gosh. is. It's it's really 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 well done. And if you don't want to read it yourself, the alternative is Ben did an excellent breakdown on our YouTube channel where Ben practically read the entire report. And we also released it as a bonus podcast over the weekend, which you could hear on our podcast feed. Really re really recommend you watch or listen because there's so much more detail to it all that we're not going to be able to go through on this pod. But I think one of the things that was very interesting to me is that if you were a true believer, if you were somebody who actually believed the election was stolen and was a complete kook, on the whole, they tried to get rid of you. They like Janine Pirro, they got rid of her show. Like Lou Dobbs, they got rid of his show. Like if you were a real believer and weren't playing a game, they didn't <laughs> want you. On the flip side, if you were an honest reporter, who called them out and said, actually, there was no fraud. Actually, there's no data that suggests that. Actually, Joe Biden won the election. Also, they tried to squeeze you out. But if you were in that middle where you were playing the game- Intentionally manipulating. Where you were intentionally manipulating people like Hannity, like Murdoch, like Tucker Carlson, you were not only not fired, affected, whatever, but you were elevated to the mm. top of that Fox lineup, L Laura Ingram. Those are the people who were actually elevated through the ranks in Fox through this process. The people who knew that they were bullshitting their audience, the people who knew that they were flat out lying and the level of disdain that they have for their audience. And the way they describe it is interesting. They go, we need to respect our audience. We need to respect their audience by feeding them false information which was one of the interesting things that you see throughout this. And one of the interesting things that I thought in reading this was how fragile that Fox actually is. Like they have right. built themselves this house of cards where they have lied to their viewers for decades and decades and decades. But now it's like, who is controlling who? It's the tail wagging the dog here. You have the actual Fox audience out there who is dictating the Fox content. Truth be damned which is not how a news organization is supposed to work. You're not supposed to hide the truth to protect the feelings of your audience because you are scared of them fleeing. I want to point out this here, which is what Ben brought up too. So here's a section where it says, also on November 18th, SVP of primetime programming and analytics, Ron Mitchell sent a memo to Suzanne Scott and Jay Wallace. That's the Fox News uh, CEO and Fox News channel head with respect to Newmax, Newsmax. This quote here. The lack of any meaningful editorial guidance may be a positive for Newsmax, at least in the short term. For example, last night on Stitchfield, who? At 8 p.m., the show sourced websites like Gateway Pundit while talking about voter fraud. And now this is bolded in this report. This type of conspiratorial reporting might be exactly what the disgruntled Fox News Channel viewer is looking for. Mitchell concluded wow. that viewers are watching less Fox News and suggested fixes. Quote, do not ever give viewers a reason to turn us off. Every topic and guest must perform and no unforced errors in content. Example, do not abruptly turn away from a Trump campaign press 
conference. So that's how scared, that's how terrified they were of their own audience at the time. And that's how terrified they were of Newsmax because they were jealous of Newsmax. They go, Newsmax has zero editorial standards. They get to say and make up whatever they want. And that's what our viewers want. So how did they adjust? They didn't adjust by saying, listen, we respect you more viewer. We respect you more than that. And they are lying to you. And listen, you may not like it, but we're always going to give it to you straight. Fair and balanced Fox news. No, they adjusted their programming to be more conspiratorial. They went full QAnon as a result and they lied and people died. And that's why that they are being sued by dominion. And I hope they take them for all they're worth here. It is really evil manipulative, anti-American stuff that we are seeing here in black and white. Here's the thing. The historical lesson, though, sometimes is that fascism is easy, right? Democracy is hard. The system that we've developed of checks and balances and what the media's role is supposed to be is hard. But that's what's made America so special is that we didn't take the easy path. We didn't surrender our freedoms to just propaganda and strong men in history that so many countries have always had throughout historical times. We said, no, we said, no, we're going to be doing it differently. Yet you now have this reflexivity by MAGA Republicans, by this population, by Fox to basically be like, you know what? I think what we really want is just like a Putin style oligarchy. Like we want to be one of those networks and they basically are that just is like in a fascist state, we want to be the one that just gets all the scoops that spreads the propaganda. That's where they want to position themselves and they want to be the kingmakers, literally the fascist kingmakers in that system so that they don't have to worry about competition. And I remember it so vividly when all this was going on and, and, and like we knew, like, look, like you could tell that they were terrified of losing their viewers to Fox, to Newsmax and to OAN. And to, so to see it in writing, to see the communications between all the executives, between the hosts. And by the way, it seems like Tucker Carlson really kind of controls the network, too, and like has a lot of power yeah. there. And we also got to remember, and this is not from this report, but. Chris Steyerwalt, the guy who correctly called Arizona for Biden, mm-hmm. who was let go by Fox right after for making the correct call. And for all of Fox's craziness and inaccuracies and slanted reporting, they actually had a decent data department that people actually trusted and relied upon. And they got rid of the one guy there who told the truth. Of course, if you go back now and you look at quotes that Rupert Murdoch gave to news outlets when they asked you know, which was pretty obvious at the time. So you fired him for correctly calling the election for Biden, right? I mean, that's what it is. And you had Rupert Murdoch just deny, no, we we fired him because of his on-air personality. It had nothing to do with the call. Mm-hmm. In reading this, it's, you know, it's doubly obvious that, doubly. that he was actually fired, doubly, that he was actually fired for saying the truth. They were at this moment and at all times, but it just shows you that Fox is a full-on propaganda outlet. They are 0% news. Any of their actual news card news coverage, if you want to even call it that, if you want to pinpoint one show or one person or whatever, it's all cover for the pop for the propaganda. It's just yep. a GOP-fueled propaganda outlet. And that is why you see today Kevin McCarthy bringing these tapes directly to Fox News, these January 6th tapes, to help them propagandize January 6th. An event, by the way, which we all saw, 
with our own eyes. We all lived through it. We've seen the footage. We sat through the hearings, but they want to try to craft, craft a new narrative. And they also want to try to reveal damaging national security information so that the next attack succeeds. This is like an enemy organization that is within our own country yep. and within our own media. And we need to confront it and we need to call it out. Yeah. yeah, and the, I mean the, the the new narrative is the lie. It's the propaganda where they believe insurrectionists are political prisoners and spreading that the efforts to overthrow our democracy was somehow heroic. That is what they want to spread. And here's the thing, though, uh, when it comes to Kevin McCarthy turning over forty one thousand hours of Capitol surveillance footage, what I want to be clear about is that everybody wants transparency in term I mean we want transparency in the pro-democracy side the January 6th committee actually would like to release all of the footage as well the issue with releasing all of the capital surveillance footage is actually listening to what law enforcement was saying and listening to what the Department of Justice was saying that's why it wasn't all released not because they were trying to hide these tapes or whatever like again to your point Brett we saw what happened but for example over the summer United States Capitol Police officer um, the chief Sean Gallagher said in a court affidavit from July that his department continues to consider any interior footage of the US Capitol Capital to be highly sensitive information and that access to it should be strictly limited. This is from the New Republic, which also points out that releasing the footage could reveal strategic locations in the Capitol, such as safe rooms and security cameras. It could also help give people, uh, for example, it doesn't say this in the New Republic, this is me saying this, future insurrectionists a better sense of the building's layout, thus jeopardizing capital security. And the Justice Department has also argued that releasing all of the footage could reveal sensitive information pertaining to the cases of people arrested in connection to the insurrection. So this isn't about not releasing the footage or trying to keep things secret. It's about national security. Okay. But then to me, if you're like Kevin McCarthy and you go, okay, well, I want to release it all. I believe everybody should have it. I don't care what the Capitol Police say. I don't care what the Department of Justice say. If you were an honest arbiter of the situation, then why not create a public portal to then have all the 41,000 hours released or make it public the same way the January 6th committee, committee conducted their hearings in public the same way the January 6th committee didn't release excerpts of depositions. They provided all of the depositions of all of the people, mind you, who were mostly all Republican. Mostly every person who testified before the January 6th committee publicly and most privately, but by the way, whose depositions were released are Republicans, people who Donald Trump appointed and people in Trump's inner circle. That's where the testimony was cut, what came from. I know now the MAGA Republicans like to call them rhinos or these are uniparty rhinos, unicorn, rhinoceros, Democrat. I mean, what, whatever the ridiculous thing is that they, he's taken a cue from this whole Twitter files dump that, you know, Elon Musk did and Matt Taibbi mm -hmm. and Barry Weiss did. And which is, oh, let's take something, let's selectively pull out things that sound salacious or look 
you know, off or look, you know, salacious that really aren't, aren't at all. And let's pump those up as some sort of controversy and then hide all the damning evidence against us, yep. which you didn't see in any of those BS Twitter files that really just showed a company that was basically trying to do its best in the face of lots of misinformation being spread on the platform, lots of dangerous rhetoric being split up, spread on the platform, and giving every inch possible to right-wingers to spread that information and giving them multiple warnings, even more than the actual Changing their own rules to appease them. Changing their own rules to appease them. You're going to see that same sort of behavior from a Tucker Carlson. I mean, and how fitting of them to announce this, that they are handing this all to Tucker Carlson the week that we see in writing that Fox, and obviously we all knew it, this isn't a surprise, that Fox is just a propaganda arm of the Republican Party. So what do you think Tucker Carlson is going to do? Do you think he's going to show police officers being hit over the head with flagpoles? Do you think he's going to show police officers being sprayed in the eyes and being blinded by people holding Trump flags? No, I don't think he's going to show that. They're going to show the exact footage the way they manipulated footage in Georgia to defame the election workers who were there um, and to say, exactly what Giuliani did. They show like a portion of it and they're like, you see, they, that's how they were bringing in that th those were the mules. And it's like e even Bill Barr and all of Trump's appointed United States attorneys go, no, you literally manipulated that footage. You did not show the end of the footage. That's just how they store the votes in these secure boxes. You just completely lied and manipulated the footage. Brett, that's exactly why you, Jordy, that's exactly why you go to Tucker Carlson and exclusively, by the way, right. no other outlet has it. They didn't give it to anybody else. The Republicans made a deal directly with, with, by the way, it's public information. Like, just think about these fascistic tactics exclusive yeah. with Tucker Carlson that only Tucker gets it. Someone who's now definitively been proven to be basically a Russian asset, a propagandist trying to destroy our country. And, and, and frankly, if at least if he is a Russian asset, then it's like <laughs> it almost makes more sense. It's like you you did this. I mean, I, I guess, you know, doing it for money makes equally like you destroyed our country because you weren't rich enough. Like you're already rich and you destroyed our country because you wanted an extra private. It, 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 it's that's who they picked. And by the way, then they brag about it. Marjorie Taylor, how the news break Marjorie Taylor Greene and Don Trump Jr talked about it. Marjorie Taylor Greene goes, um, for all of you that doubted we would release the tapes, here you go. I'm very happy to be right again in my support of Kevin McCarthy as our speaker. Americans deserve to see the truth, not a one-sided narrative, an unfair two-tier justice system. And then the other one, she's the like, projection. we are releasing the January. What'd you say? I said the projection. Holy, America deserved to no, see I mean, the truth, not a one-sided narrative. Like, yeah. I mean, these are just right, right. going back to it. it all. You're going back to it. We, we are releasing the January six tapes and not one single lying grifter on social media had anything to do with it. I told you we would all along stop listening to the losers who claim they know what's going on because of their sources. While they beg you for donations, they don't know anything and hurt the America first movement just as bad as the uniparty rhinos do. Get ready for the truth, J6, because the videotapes are coming. And then Donald Trump Jr., 100% accurate. This has been in the works for weeks. It's taken some time. It's because those that held it for the last few years were pretty reluctant to let it out. And we all know, and we all know why. That's why I just go back. It's like you got to call these people. And just these pause are despicable. For a second.
You have Marjorie Taylor Greene working with Donald Trump Jr., which means she's working with Donald Trump as well. Right. Working with Tucker Carlson to coordinate the release of January 6th tapes to try to lie and gaslight the public about an event that we all saw about a horrific attack by domestic terrorists led by Donald Trump against our country. And they, that's what they're trying to cover up here. I mean, just think about that. Think about just Marjorie Taylor Greene working with Donald Trump Jr. on anything involving our government in the first place. That Jay, right before there, you make a great point, what, what are you what are you wearing over your neck? What What, what is that? Is that part of your yeah. shirt? Was- yeah, I got a sweater. It's a sweater. Oh, it's a sweater. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Relax, can, man. Really, you come in hot tonight. I'm just trying no, to. No, no, I'm coming hot. I, I, I look like hot. it looked like a. I'm telling you, coming in a hot. jump rope. Looked like a jump rope to me. <laughs> a few things. No, but- One, the Fox Files are crazy important just because of just the historical context of this all. Right, we all know right now at this moment in time, Fox News total propaganda arm. I want our great grandkids to know just how much of total propaganda arm Fox News and the Fox Corporation is and and was to the american people terrifying situation then you look at at what's going on here with marjorie taylor green and don brett to your point we saw what happened every american citizen saw what happened on january 6th what they're celebrating now is that they could create some sort of conspiratorial documentary uh produced by fox the ultimate propaganda arm to lie to the american people about things that we've already seen so then all of these right-wing lunatics and, and these anti-American people who, who claim to be America first, but they, they hate America, can start to use these as talking points in their arguments and, and bring it up in congressional hearings. It, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. The, the silver lining in all of this, though, is just the timing of which all of this has happened. The Fox files come out, right? That's in context. We see their text messages. That is from courts. We see exactly what they wrote about how they lied to their viewers, about how they thought their viewers were stupid, how they were going to get away with all of this. We see that. And now we see Kevin McCarthy doing some shady backdoor deal with Tucker Carlson's people to produce this conspiratorial documentary about what happened on January 6th. So at least at least the way the things are framing up, Fox Files drop. Now we can all know for sure, not that we didn't before, but now we have the context and it in writing just what uh, complete jerks, jagoffs, the, the, these Fox corporations Jag-off. are. Listen, I just need to say, and, and Fox isn't going to stop unless no. they are destroyed. Yeah. They need, I'm, I, I will say it, I don't, I don't care. Fox needs to be completely destroyed. They need to be completely destroyed bankrupted. I mean, it's the only way they'll ever stop because they're just going to keep pivoting. They're just going to keep lying. They're going to keep spreading their propaganda and they're hurting America in the process. Every, I'm, every I want to make this one other point. I, I'm for the public release of footage as provided that law enforcement says it's safe. And here both law enforcement and the Department of Justice say it is not safe. And it could give the key to future insurrectionists. It could give them the map of where to attack as well, in addition to the propaganda point. But then to my next layer of analysis, if you release it, then release it to the public. Just release the whole thing. It'd be my same view for the Twitter files also. Like if you're gonna go there, then release everything. Release Trump's messages and and then release all of them. We, We can then assess it. If, if, if your true design is that 
but obviously it isn't. So who do you give the information to? You give it to someone who's actively trying to overthrow democracy, Tucker Carlson. That's why when you make that logical approach, you come to the conclusion, and it's a sad conclusion. We're going to talk about it with the next topic in Michigan. These people want to destroy America. There's, there's no other way. They hate America. They want to destroy right. America. They, they, and then it's like, oh, that makes sense. Otherwise, it's confusion. It's chaos. But you go, oh, I got it. That's a logical thing you would do if you want to destroy America and you want to take it down and you want to provide the roadmap for future insurrectionists. This is exactly how you'd go about doing it. Brett, your point, then let's hit Michigan. Most importantly, Jordy, what are you wearing? Is that a jump rope or something around your neck? I'm Come just on. kidding. Let's go Come on to on. Michigan because we... All right. So the Michigan party, the Michigan GOP party has going into this election of their new chair has been pretty much bankrupt. Like it's not just morally and ethically bankrupt. And not only have they consistently lost election, it's a purple state that's basically become a blue state, but they're like financially defunct. They, they can't pay staffers. It's like a typical Trumpian thing. They're $2 million in debt. They can't afford to even pay staffers other than like volunteers. So it's just a complete shit show over there. And then they went into their elections. So they had this Christina Caramo. She ran for secretary of state in the midterm cycle. And she got destroyed by Jocelyn Benson, like just got destroyed. And, and during the that midterm election, that secretary of state race, um, like Caramo said just some of the craziest stuff in the world. And Trump endorsed her. And people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So she loses there in a purple now blue state, but then she runs uh, uh, for the chair of the Michigan Republican Party, which and by is the, the way, Trump does not endorse her for the chair position. Trump endorses another crazy person, but then when she gets the nomination, he goes back and and supports her. Yeah, he he supports her, and then and her whole thing is the the wildest conspiracy theory. She says the craziest stuff. And she's all in on QAnon stuff. You know, Democrats are eating the flesh of babies. Like she says stuff like that. And like, and like the demon sexual intercourse via demons is what's, is what's causing havoc. Like these are things that she said, just so you know, this is who Michigan elected Michigan Republican Party. Let me be very clear. This is who they elected as the new chair of their GOP party over the weekend. Uh, she's someone who just recently said, like, um, American people are like dead possums getting eaten by globalist vultures. Here, play this mm. clip of the new chair of mm. the Republican Party in Michigan. Play this. So I was taking my walk this morning and look what I went across a vulture eating a possum. As soon as I saw that, you know what I thought about? Us, the American people, as the possum, and the vulture is the globalist political left. And the sad part about it is most people don't realize it because they distract you with a bunch of little stupid stuff like, look at that misogyny, look at that homophobia, look at that racism, the poor people, we're gonna help you all. So people are like, oh, they're for the little guys and I'm little, so they're gonna help me. It's a distraction, it is a ruse. They are trying to set up a globalist system with one economic, one religious, and one political system for us all to adhere to in America is in the way. That is why they hate Donald Trump so much. He's getting in the way of their agenda. And they use these foolish little celebrities to sell it to you guys. That don't you care about people to stop guns? What is the Second Amendment for? You really trust governments that much to not kill us? Quit being naive. Stalin, Mao, Hitler, okay? Uh, Fidel Castro, Che Guevara. Governments 
have done atrocious things to their people. Are you that naive to think it could never happen here? The new head of the Michigan Republican uh, Party right there, Kristen Caramo. Here's another, uh, this is audio from last year where Christina Caramo, the newly elected GOP chairperson in Michigan, said in 2020 that demonic possession is real and it's transferred via intimate relationships. Play the clip. If a person has demonic possession, I know it's going to sound really crazy me saying that for some people. They're going to be like, what? But having intimate relationships with people who are demonically possessed or oppressed, I strongly believe that a person opens themselves up to possession. Demonic possession is real. How people become possessed, I don't know all the details of it. But I would surmise that the sexual licentiousness in our culture is a lot of spiritual things that are going wrong. Here is newly elected Michigan GOP chair Christina Caramo saying that she believes the media is conspiring against white people. Play this clip. They need to push a narrative of hating white people. White men are all evil. And so anytime they have a particular policy they want to push, they say, oh, look, it's being Look at this. These old white men are saying this. So therefore, you shouldn't support it. That is a tired line. It's so stupid. It's insulting to our intelligence. But they use it because you keep falling for it. So anytime people want to invoke irrelevant factors or exclude other voices in order to shape shape and form your opinion, you should be suspicious of what they're trying to push. I mean, here's the newly, should I keep going? Here's the newly elected uh, Michigan GOP leader, Christina Caramo, talking about how the political left is completely anti-Christ and we are fighting against the spiritual realm that is controlling and manipulating these people. Play this clip. The political left is completely anti-Christ. They are totally against Orthodox Christianity in terms of the sexual morality, also in terms of the exclusivity of Christ and many other things. They do not like it because it offends them and it hurts their feelings. Folks, we are not trying to fight against these people. We are fighting against the spiritual realm that is controlling and manipulating these So that is who the Michigan Republican Party elected as their chair. And you remember like Kelly Ward is the Arizona GOP chair. We don't have we don't have the video. I love the video though where she goes, "We are ultra mega. We are the orange mafia. Who here is the orange mafia?" And that was in the speech I'm not, that's what she said. That's my no, I, I remember. I remember. Like, I wonder how we're losing. I wonder how we're losing these elections that we used to be competitive in. I mean, the people that was in the same, for this, that was the same rally where Carrie Lake was like, all the mothers out there, what I need you to focus on when you get home. Have you heard about big dick energy? Have you heard about BDE? <laughs> ask ask you know, your kids about it. Ask your children about yes, Trump's BDE. Say your Carrie Lake impression, shockingly similar to your Mike Pence impression. <laughs> By the way, this is why I call it the MAGAverse because the spiritual realm. What is this Doctor Strange movie? It's utterly, utterly, utterly bizarre. And when she was saying that you could be possessed by sex if someone else is possessed because they have a demon inside them, I mean, she must she must think the D in, an in STD of- stands for demon. Is bizarre, man. That's the Republican leader. That's another face of the Republican Party for you. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, and okay, I gotta hit this one though, really quickly. Andy, and 
<laughs> Andy O. So the new there's like there's like everyone is like a George Santos too. They all make up shit about themselves. So Andy Ogles is this uh, MAGA Republican in the fifth congressional district in Tennessee, and that used to be a Democratic area, um, but then it was gerrymandered so that like they like they like diluted the Democratic area. So now this Andy Ogles became the Republican. And he said he's like a sex trafficking expert, which may be one of the only things that is true, but not in the way that he claims it is. Uh, <laughs> um, he says that he's like a world renowned economist. He claims that uh, like again, his entire background and biography, just he claims he was law enforcement and he was like, I don't know, it was like 20 years ago or something. He was like a volunteer, like a volunteer sheriff for like two months. And then he was told that like he wasn't showing up on time. So he never was actually got, they like, they like fired him as a volunteer and he's going around saying that he's law enforcement. Like it's a total George Santos situation. And then his response is the left, the woke left is conspiring against me. It's like, dude, you're just a liar, man. You're just a weirdo fascist. Like you're just a liar. They have to lie. They they actually have to lie. Who in their right minds is hiring a Marjorie Taylor Greene or a George Santos or an Andy Ogles to actually work with them in any sort of real world capacity? This is why they make up the stuff that they make up because they're utterly incompetent and they just need things that sound good like resume boosters to, to help make them seem like normal people. At the end of the day, they are the world's weirdest people and you should not be ashamed of calling them that. You want to let these kids, you want to let these people watch your kids. Don't let them lead the government. That's why I legitimately don't care if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're an independent or whatever. Like, like, can we just put those labels aside and just say, like, we want government that works. We want serious people to have control over these important things that affect our lives and not maniacs and liars and frauds. Is that too much to ask? That's all I want. Like if we had a Republican party in there that was normal, that we could have disagreements on, on the basis of policy, I would, I would enjoy those debates. I would love, that's not where our country is. And I would hope that any patriotic American out there who cares about their family, cares about their children, cares about their future, could do the right thing, put party aside right now, and realize that there's one party out there that has gone so far off the deep end that they just don't even resemble an actual political party. They're a death cult hell-bent on destroying this country. Speaking of Ogles, you guys see this George Santos interview with Piers Morgan today too, where like Piers Morgan, who's also insufferable himself, but calls Santos out for lying. Santos admits that he is a, quote, terrible liar, and then immediately starts equivocating (laughs) and lying again on the air. I just put together like a quick 40 seconds on this because I I honestly could go through the whole interview and you'll find so much craziness. But here here are some of the moments of this while we're on the topic of frauds. I've been a terrible liar on on those subjects. It wasn't about tricking the people. This was about getting accepted by the party. I ran in 2020 for the same exact seat um, for Congress, and I got away with it then, and I guess... Right. Well, that's honest. Stupid. You claim to be Jewish, half-Jewish, a proud American Jew, a Latino Jew, and a non-observant Jew. They're all direct quotes from you. I always say, I was raised Catholic, but I come from a Jewish family, so that makes me Jew ish but again it's Congress, always been a party favor everybody's always laughed I'm and sure now that, that everybody's I'm, canceling I'm sure me sure everybody's pounding down for a pound well, of flesh you're, because you're not jewish well i, I never said i was i've always I, you I've, I've said you were and i would always say but my grandparents are jewish on my mother's side so i'm jew ish
Okay, so and, and then you know, then they go into though they have a few moves. Then they go into they're the victim, right? I'm being that canned. clip was mind that was mind blowingly dumb. That was crazy. But that that's who crazy. they are. And, and 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 Brett, to your point, look, this is what I said. If Biden tweeted out once, once for all of his great accomplishments, I said if he tweets out one QAnon meme, just one. And he really did do it. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you know, I, that, that would lose my support because we have standards. And there would speak to a deeper issue if that's something that he did. And I would say, okay, you did all this great stuff that we've talked about, um, but sorry, see you later. The MAGA Republican Party is built around that every single day, repeatedly over and over again with their own propaganda arm. And, and, and here's the thing. And here's how I think we need to close out the show. Do I agree with Democrats on every single issue? No, I disagree with Democrats a lot, but they're the only major political party in the United States of America with adults in the room who are trying to address issues and come up with solutions, right? That should be a bare minimum in a political system, but here in the United States of America, truly, we only have one political party doing it. And frankly, though, I'll give Democrats a bit more props. I think they're doing a good job addressing those issues, and they are coming up with solutions that are helpful. And I want to be talking about, and we do talk about on the show, things like jobs mm -hmm. and making sure that Americans, that the 99% of the rest of Americans, not the billionaires and the decamillionaires who are doing very good, but that Americans have more than just a minimum wage, that they have jobs with dignity, that they have a living wage, and that we're bringing manufacturing jobs here, that we're bringing semiconductor jobs here, that we're bringing infrastructure here. I want to make sure that we're reducing the price of prescription drugs, that we're making medications and life-saving care accessible and affordable to all Americans. That's what I want to make sure that we do here. I want to make sure that women can control their own bodies, that Americans can love and get married to who they love without big Republican MAGA government injecting their hate and discrimination into the process. I want to make sure that when we send our kids to schools, that they're safe. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe that there's a right to bear arms. I just believe when we're talking about weapons of war, like AR-15s, that the same type of training that's required in the military, where there's actual training books, should also be applied to the 18-year-old or the 21-year-old or whoever who wants to get an AR-15 and get ammunition and get these weapons of war, that we need to keep it away from students and schools, and there needs to be common sense reform in terms of how we address situations like that. I, I, I think that's reasonable. 70% of Americans think that that is absolutely reasonable. We've had here on the Midas Touch podcast, for example, Secretary of State Fontes in Arizona, who was a marksman instructor in the military, who showed us the handbook of the training required to use the military equivalent of the AR-15. And he goes, this is what we teach the military. Why would we be giving 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds who can't even get credit cards? Like, why are we giving this? That, that makes absolutely no sense. And we want to address these issues and solve them and, and take them seriously. 
And we want to take seriously foreign policy and support our allies. It's not funny. It's not owning the libs. When I see a former president taking photos with people like Kim Jong-un and saying that he romantically loves them or, or whatever the stuff that comes like, that's really bad stuff. That's really bad stuff. And so what we do here on the Midas Touch podcast and on the Midas Touch network, though, is we call it out in simple terms. We call out traitors, traitors. We call out fascists, fascists. And we talk to the American people. I think the way that large media networks have failed to do but we've got to fill that niche together collectively. And this is a true community in the, in the truest sense of that, that this is built from you, from the ground up. I'm so honored and humbled to be a messenger within this community, but this is your, this is your community. This is what unapologetically pro-democracy content looks like. And we've got to call it out. We got to show the contrast of leadership versus treason. And that's what we do each and every day on the Midas Touch Network. So one way, if you want to support the growth of this independent media network, we're not funded by any outside investors. So it's a strange business model that we have in that, in that sense, because we turn out, we turn down all the outside investors. So if you want to help support the growth of this network, one way you can do it and no pressure. If you can't go to patreon.com slash Midas touch. That's where we have paid memberships with lots of great exclusive content and first looks. And we're going to have a zoom at the end of this month as well, where you can meet me and Brett and Jordy again, like we did last month. We answer all of your questions. So join now so you can make that next one that we're going to do. Patreon.com slash Midas Touch. That's one of the ways you can help grow this independent media platform. You can also check out store.midastouch.com for the best pro-democracy Midas Touch gear. Everything is 100% made in the U.S. and 100% union made. We wouldn't do it any other way. Usually, sometimes copying is a form of flattery, but not when they make our merch merchandise, um, not union made and not here in the United States. So if you're going to get the Midas gear, get it at store.midastouch.com. It may be slightly more expensive than some of the knockoffs out there, but it is made here in the U.S. and it is made uh, by unions. And also one of the ways you can help this network too is for all those watching on the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. Make sure you're subscribed, but also make sure you subscribe to our audio as well. So search on wherever you get your podcast, the Midas Touch podcast, subscribe there, leave a five-star review there. If you want to play it for a few minutes or even play it again for the second time, do that there. That helps us with the algorithm um, in the rankings there. And we're usually in the top 50 or top 100, but help us stay there. And one of the ways you can do that is by subscribing to our audio. So search, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Apple, whether it's Google, whether it's any of the other podcast services that you get it from, search Midas Touch Podcast and make sure you subscribe there. And you could also subscribe to the legal podcast I do with Michael Popak called Legal AF or the one I do with Michael Cohen called Political Beatdown. Uh, we have one called The Weekend Show that we do with Anthony Davis, which is great. We got Majority 54 that's now on the network as well, which is great. You could check that out. Politics Girl, so much more. Check all of that out. And then um, also you can subscribe to the Talking Feds on YouTube. We've uh, yes. 
over there to uh, help his YouTube channel grow. So he's got a lot of great content. Now a partner of the Midas Touch family. Subscribe to Talking Feds YouTube. Just search Talking Feds, and I think you'll like Harry's uh, legal breakdowns. As and you get legal breakdowns directly from a former, a top former federal prosecutor who really knows the stuff inside and out. What could be better? Head over to Talking Feds right after the show. Check it out. Make sure to subscribe. All this helps a ton. And what we're doing here is we are building the largest pro-democracy community in the world. So remember, through it all, through all the chaos, there are more of us than there are of them. I know you've heard that before, but it's a cliche because it is true. And when you see MAGA outraged, like I said in the beginning, to bring it full circle, when you see them screaming and whining and crying and going, I'm being canceled, I'm being canceled, I'm George Santos, they're trying to cancel me. It's because they're scared. And it's because they understand the power of this pro-democracy movement. And that's why your voice is so important. I'm so honored to be doing this show. You're the best all the time with you guys i'm I, i'm truly 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 grateful for this opportunity jordy any final words or you just want to take us on out you know what i think i'll just take us out tonight shout out to the midas mighty the best part of waking up maggot tears in my cup check out the new maggot tears mug available now at store.midastouch.com that's store.midastouch.com. It's 100% union made right here in the USA. I know I'm not tired of winning yet. How about you? Get yours today.